Hey guys, happy Tuesday, choose yourself. You guys are listening to another installment of the Hazes podcast. And today I speak to a brilliant artist, a close friend, and a person who literally feels like a brother, Riley Sakwe. Okay, that intro was just lit. I was like, oh my gosh. You're feeling it, right? <laughs> yeah, it was super dope. Thanks so much for, for agreeing to do this interview. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you. You've always been a person that just inspires me and is always able to give me perspective. And I think whenever I've been stuck in my life, I've, I've always remembered you as a person that just brings so much light and encouragement. And I never have to fake anything around you or be pretentious. So I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, and more so listening to you and knowing that other people that listen to you today will be inspired about your process of becoming. Um, so, yeah, so thank you once more for just agreeing to talk to me. Um, maybe wow. do a brief <laughs> a brief intro. Let, let me just start by saying my ego is stroke. I mean, <laughs> please. <laughs> like, for real, for real, like, oh my gosh, wow. Um, <laughs> That's why you keep me around. <laughs> right? Yeah. You need this kind of boosters of around. course of course so um yeah my name is uh Shagani Posakwe, otherwise known as riley um i hail from queenstown uh in the eastern cape i was born and bred there um i then moved to johannesburg in 2010 to pursue a uh degree in dramatic arts hello from the university of Witwatersrand. right um yeah so i'm a Wit alumni um, yeah, and um, yeah, I'm an artist. I'm an actor, singer, songwriter. I'm a content producer, and pretty much that's me in a nutshell. A very, very, very large nutshell. But um, I'm I'm glad <laughs> that you that you're the nutshell, a part of my life, because indeed you are an incredible <laughs> artist, and you're just so multi-talented, and it's always so beautiful to see you in your different elements. Um, but again, oh, today, you. you know, like I said, I want to talk to you about your process of becoming. And this is really mm -hmm. a topic that's blessed my heart because I realized more and more as I talk to people about this, that the process of becoming looks different on everybody. And um, I think when we have conversations about what does becoming look like on you, it is, it's inspiring because maybe somebody that feels like their process is wrong or their process isn't pretty or glamorized in hearing the different processes, we're able to be like, you know what, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm doing okay. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, I want to hear from, from you about your process and, and what that has been. So I guess the first thing I guess I want to ask you is, what does becoming mean to you? Um, the process of becoming... It's an ever-evolving and uh, constantly changing process. Right. Um, you're never quite finished. Uh, you will think that, of course, um, as you grow older, become wiser, things will get easier and whatever, but you will be tested in order to make you more robust. Sure. Um, because, as we know, life is difficult just in general, and it, it, it just never gets any easier. Mm. You just um, get to a space where 
you are able to welcome change mm. and not fight it as much yeah. and also realize that actually it's working for your benefit uh, or to your benefit right and um in every different step that you take there's something whether good or bad that you can learn and that could um edify you as a, a, an entire being right completely right so, so it's 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 just stepping um in the right sometimes even wrong situations mm. that will really that will really test you and really show you what kind of a person that you are what you should look out for um the flaws that you have and that you, you should work towards um uh, clarifying mm. or um getting a greater scope in terms of that um but also i think it is a wonderful journey because if you look at it in 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 retrospect or in hindsight you really do see yourself progressing and i mm. think that's something that a lot of us don't actually take the time to do right because we're constantly faced with what's next what's coming i need all of these things to work out but if we take the time to actually sit down be with ourselves um and actually think of all the little things that may not at that particular time seem as though it is a form of progression right. but when we look at the grander scope of things then you really do come to the conclusion that actually I am on the right track I may not be where I want to be mm. or who I want to be but I'm making my way there right. and it's okay I mean I think what's what's interesting about what you mentioned is that it's a journey you know not not a destination and I think that's the hard yeah. thing right because like you mentioned sometimes you think you've handled a certain season or area in your life and you're like you know what good i know this i've learned the lesson i'm moving on until it shows itself in a different area in your life in a different version yeah. 2.0 and you're like well didn't i just deal with you like you know what's happening and and i think that can be overwhelming you know especially because you you now have to apply all the skills you know and all the information that you got in a different season in your life to this new season you know and and i guess in order yeah. to conquer it to equally show up for it and you're quite right when you mean when you mention sometimes it's the right decision and even the wrong decision and being available mm. to learn from both Yeah yeah that's very important. I think also um you mentioned that these things sometimes will creep up um even though you think you've dealt with them and you're over and done with them but I think um it actually just goes to show how deep they actually run. Right. I mean a lot of stuff as we grow older um we we tend to like uh, leave them at the back and we like we've dealt with this and all of that kind of stuff mm. but you realize actually that the roots of it are far deeper than you actually um would have even comprehended. Wow. And so I think what's important is actually to face those things, acknowledge them and work on them to the best of your ability. So sure. um so that it's um eradicated right. finally or hopefully right. uh by the end of your journey here on or, or on earth. Right. You know what I'm saying? What has your process looked like? You know, I think it it's extraordinary that you are a an artist and an expressive artist now but surely it didn't always start that way it didn't always maybe uh-uh. feel you know what i mean feel like it does now <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh no child Mm-mm. so <laughs> no, no, no. back up back up <laughs> so i'm i'm curious about like your process you know how how did it begin in in terms of 
identifying who you are and building your identity and deciding what you want to be and who you want to be? What was that like for you? It was uh, very tumultuous, I must say. Okay. Um, very turbulent. Um, so I come from a pretty small town. Um, and of course, coming from that small town, there are always some kind of views being imposed on you. Mm. There's a certain kind of um, thought process, um, even from parents at home, uh, whether it be friends or even like the environment, the school that you went to. Right. And of course, it didn't help that I, um, not to brush my ego, but I do have uh, quite the mental capacity. Sure. And when I wanted to go into the arts everyone just was like wait what what do you mean so and for me it's always been a calling i mean i hear a lot of people that say um no i'm a teacher and being a teacher is a calling Mm. that's the same thing that i've always felt with art right especially when it comes to television your your film your theater your your performing arts um it's always just been something that clicked you know those moments where like light bulb moments where everything just is like yeah this yeah is this is really where what I i'm belong. supposed to do right and it's got nothing to do with your ego per se or i want to be on stage and whatever of course that's kind of like part of it because that's how we perform sure but at the end of the day it's almost like you you, you find your path you you're walking around and you get little bits and pieces of crumbs mm. and you're like no but but this thing really it resonates with me on some other other level sure and so the process for me started especially with uh acting um it started in church i was in your um easter plays your um christmas plays as well right and i have a fond memory of the very first time that i believe like spirit really was like speaking to me like this is what you're supposed to do Hmm. um it was a christmas uh play that we were doing and i just got roped in and they were like "Ah, no you must play this part of being one of the the three wise men and whatever right and i got on stage and it's almost like i'd relived this you know when you have that deja vu moment right i know what i'm doing this is what i'm supposed to do and at the time, I was still young. I was probably like five or six, but something really clicked. Hmm. Something was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. All right, fine. And then I continued. Then I got into your choirs. I got into your Ice Deadfords. I got into your drama clubs at school. Um, so it was just constantly just kind of like finding my feet and uh, where uh, my soul and my energy like really, really resonates. Because mm. when I do art, I feel like it's not only for me. It's sure. not for um, my validation per se. Um, it's something that I get from God, uh, from spirit. And I am just this vessel that's supposed to actually get it out there. Right. And, and many times people have come up to me whether I was doing a play whether it was in varsity or I did an advert or I was in cameo and they're like oh wow we saw you that was really great and you get taken aback because for you it is a job Mm. one that you enjoy of course Mm. but it's like okay so people are really looking at this in this kind of perspective you know what I'm saying so it's it's a very humbling experience um through and through right um but i i i have no regrets 
um, of uh, following the arts. And I think it's also helped me identify who I am and also get in touch with um, my internal side. Okay. So your, your, your ability to be able to express emotion, even though you're a man. And mm. that, of course, in Kosa culture is like, no, you just got to keep on going. Right. You know what's going to be in there. Right. And whatever and whatever. So it's got me to a point where I'm like, listen, I'm cool with who I am. I'm all right. I'm in the right headspace. Um, internally, yes, things might come up. I'm a human being at the end of the day. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm really fine with who I am. And if you have an issue, then that's your problem. But most of the time I find that people actually kind of relish the kind of person that I am and my ability to just be so comfortable within myself and not really mind who comes to me or uh, who does what mm. because I'm centered and I'm grounded and I've gotten to the place where I really have developed a sense of self sure. and a strong one at that too. Sure. I mean, I, I think you, you mentioned, you know, being able to be comfortable with yourself. Um, would mm. you say that that process also involves accepting or at least understanding the good and the bad about yourself? Yeah, no, most, most definitely. I mean, um, you can't ignore one side and focus on one. I mean, mm. uh, life has to have an equilibrium. Right. Um, so you have to be able to really face your demons, mm. face the things that really are, are heart-wrenching or heartbreaking or that are really challenging to you, but also try and not dwell too much on that. Right. Um, acknowledge them, like I said before, but also uh, try and find means and ways in order to heal those. Right. Whatever way that you choose, it could be meditation, could be prayer, it could be, in my instance, all of that, as well as uh, using art, which, uh, which would be singing, songwriting, poetry, all of those kind of things. But it's very important to be able to look at that duality, because as a human being, think of it this way, there will always be a shadow mm. and your shadow will never leave you. Sure. If the sun is up, it'll be there. You can try as run as much as you can, but it'll be there. But the minute that you sit down and be like, here's my shadow, I acknowledge it and everything else, then you're also able to allow in also the good. So it also balances out mm. everything else. Mm. So you become a well-rounded person in terms of understanding who you are and also what you're capable of, but um, where your, your your restrictions should be. So right. when you are uh, dealt with a certain hand or in a certain situation, then you know how to actually deal with that situation. Because now you're not acting from a place that is ignorant, but you're well aware of what uh, the situation is mm. and what it could be. But then you can place yourself in a different kind of um uh, reception and I guess it's know? also about not uh, not living a life you know that's pretentious that uh, you know yes, and the yes. first time somebody mentions 
um, something negative about your personality or something negative about you, you don't take it offensively because you are aware of the things about you that are not perfect and the things about you that are yeah. not great. And so instead of taking constructive criticism negatively, you know, and personally, you're actually able to use it to grow, to develop and to ultimately become a better version of yourself. Right. Um, but I guess yes. I think the other thing that, that I really wanted to, to chat to you about is you've always inspired me in the sense that you're never shy about you know talking about the different expressions of yourself you know and I know that you've got a huge personality which I love um especially <laughs> I mean if you're an artist so it makes sense for you to be that expressive and 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 that um I mean, that, that fool, I, I see is a very fool person, you know, a very vibrant person. But I guess also mm. growing up as a child, that couldn't have been easy in every environment, you know. So I no. guess what, what, going back to what you said about people having a certain idea of what you should do and you deciding, no, mm. but this is actually what I'm called for. Like, how, how were you mm. able to explain that to the various people in your life along with your, your general identity and the expression of your identity, especially with people that weren't used to it or perhaps weren't, uh, were hoping that you would take a different route? Well, first off, let me just say, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> 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 Such a that way. Like, that line just epitomizes everything right like um it, it was a fight i mean it was a fight uh, an internal fight mm. um let me just start by saying first of all besides me being an artist i also identify as as gay or homosexual right so now when you put those two things together and you are in a space where it's a small town mm. in a uh in a predominantly a Tosa culture right. which is also highly patriarchal sure and then you are also thrown into an all-boys school um, which is just all about rugby and being aggressive and um, your super toxic masculinity or ideas thereof, mm. then you are forced to kind of like be a recluse and hold yourself um, inside. Whereas okay. everything else is just like, bring me out here. Let me show the world who I am. Um, and I only came to this realization when I came to varsity because varsity allowed me the space in order to start putting out my feelers and be able to navigate and really, really get into who I am. Right. Um, and I think that um, it, it, would, it was like I said before, like it was a very tumultuous and turbulent time. Um, so it was just... I, it was just very messy indeed mm. um, and it didn't help that of course I had an older brother who also happened to be in the same school so there would be comparisons right um, and so it was just filled with a whole lot of uh, perspectives of who you should be or there'd be comments about but why do you talk with your hands or mm. why are you so expressive and whatever and i'm like well um this is how i am i didn't realize that i had to be anything else right um, right <laughs> like I'm, I'm just being me me mm. um i didn't see that as a problem but now that you bring it up is it really a problem and it really did take me some time to get to the point where i'm like you know what it's your problem and it's not mine sure and as long Power. as i'm happy and Power. 
I also believe that um, my spirit is very content with who I have become and who I am going to be becoming or in the process of becoming itself in its entirety. What stood out for them was something that was just who you are. It's interesting how for so many years we can actually try and be what people expect us to be, even if what yeah. they, they are uncomfortable with about who we are is what we actually are and what is natural to us. And a lot of people mm. spend so many years trying to be another version of themselves so that they can be mm. accepted in those cultural spaces, you know, in those social mm. spaces, in the family setting, you know, at, at, at school, you know, like you said now, even all mm. boys, school and how many people develop behaviors you know associated with that kind of scene in their life and with that kind of space in their life and they only then Mm. do the work much later where they then say oh my gosh i was pretending this whole time and in the process of pretending it actually only hurt me Mm. Mm. i i I think um uh that's very pertinent because i've uh come to the realization that a lot of the people that I actually went to high school with now, Mm. um, the people who would either bully me or asking me these very now uh, weird questions are now kind of like coming to the fore and they're like, they're more relaxed. And I think it's also that thing of growing up and realizing the kind of like part they had to play in it. Mm. it. And um, they've become also more receptive. I'm not really sure whether it's uh, because they have come to a larger city or anything to do with that. And now right. um, if they are seen with me, it's not really such a big deal. Um, but I think um, for all of us, uh, it's, it's, it's a process whereby people only bring up what they see because it makes them uh, feel uncomfortable. But the uncomfortability also comes from the fact that they are not secure in who they are. Right. So, it, but mm. if you know who you are and how you are and everything else, then it's not really such a big deal. But I, I think mean, it's also it's also that thing where if when you come across somebody who's comfortable in their identity, whatever that identity is, I also find this is this is what happens with body positivity. Funny enough, you know, um, mm. I know that you you're aware of the artist Lizzo. You know, um, people yeah. will always have an issue with you being comfortable in your identity when they are not comfortable yeah. in theirs. And so what I find mm. with Lizzo and the whole um, body shaming that she, that she's been had to, had to, she's had to go through a lot of the time is that, you know, I have a problem with the fact that you are not what the media publicizes as the perfect body. And yet you have the nerve mm. to be so confident you know, that that's mm. that's how I see people taking it, where it's also similar to what you're saying. You are a black gay man and a person who's uncomfortable with who they are and who's fighting their identity will say, well, you're not supposed to be that. Why are you so comfortable being something that is not what our culture or our neighborhood or our community knows as normal, you know, or as 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 OK, you know, and I think the more you do that, the more you trigger their discomfort in themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it, it's, it's coming from the point of um, culture is something that you taught. You're not mm. born with it. Mm. So it's, it's, lit- it's literally a, a systematic um, 
a kind of like ingrainment right. of like this is how things are supposed to happen this is this box this is where this fits in and if you're anything or you blur the lines there between then it's like but no wait there's a glitch in the system mm. so we need to rectify it mm. you know what mm. i'm saying and and so all of these constructions continue and continue to happen until someone comes along and they're like well um i guess um i broke the mold right um, but yeah i'm 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 still cool uh Everything's still fine here. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm still I, I'm I, still a brilliant, amazing human being. I just don't fit in that exactly. mold. Exactly. Right. And you f- and you find that actually a lot a lot of uh, guys who identify as heterosexual, um a, a lot of the time they'll they'll be like, "Actually, you're really a cool guy." And I'd be taken aback like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "No, but I thought you'd be like this person." I'm like, no, the problem is that you have some preconceived notions of who I am. Mm. The best thing that you can actually do is actually sit down with the person and ask them questions. Right. Of course, not in an invasive manner. Sure. Um, but I always invite people to, instead of you coming up with your own assumptions, ask me questions. And I'm more willing to actually explain to you um, who I am, how I identify, um, how my mind works, how I see things, uh, perspective, whether it be it spiritually, academically, in personal life, and all of those kind of things. But I do think that we need to foster more of those conversations in order to kind of like break away from this very rigid and stereotypical way of thinking that everything should fit in a particular place. And if it doesn't, then it should be discarded. Right, right. No, I I think Mm. a lot of a lot of change can actually only start, you know, with the actual conversation. And you're quite right. People have to be willing to show up for the conversation, but also on your part. Um, and I guess this is also one of the reasons that I, I admire you is being able to show up for a conversation with somebody who might not agree with your lifestyle or might not agree with the path you've taken, but you are still willing mm. to listen to them. Um, you're still willing to educate them and you're still willing to help them break the walls of stereotypes, mm. which I think is, I think is powerful. Yeah, I think I think it's also important as you go through life. Of course, you're acquiring all of this information left, right, and center. Mm. Um, whether it be from family, your culture, everything that informs um, your basis, uh, um, your foundation. Then from there on out, you have the choice to be able to sift out and be like, no, actually, this doesn't work for me. Mm. This is not for me, right. and I'm and, and I'm okay with that. And whoever it does work for. I'm all right with that too. Um, and I have no qualms against that person or how they think and whatever, but I, I will accept it as who they are. And if they get to a point where they want to change that, I'm also fine with that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think everyone just needs to get to that level. And of course, it's, it's not the same um, uh, time span as everyone else. Um, for some people, it happens uh, very quickly. Right. For others, it, it, it's a gradual thing like of, of acceptance, of um, being curious. And of course, like you were saying, like showing up for conversations and just be willing to be that person of, of, of like investigating and finding out actually what is happening what's, what, what's the whole thing here but also coming from a place of trying to understand and not judgment right right being open to hear somebody's side of the story without that that judgment being placed on them either 
Um, but yeah. I guess I also wanted to ask you in, in wrapping up, so this is a second last question. Um, but for you, <laughs> what does it mean to be a black man? You know, I guess with all of the, the, your life experiences and all the things that make you uniquely you, what does it mean to you being a black man? That is extremely dense. Besides the fact that I'm highly melanated. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that is extremely dense. Like, I think I'm also, I'm still going through that process of trying to identify what it means to be a black man. Mm. I've, I've, I've garnered enough information, um, um, on a personal level, as well as culturally and spiritually, um, to know, certain parts of being a black man. I don't think the journey is over up until God calls me home and I'm fine with that. Right. But it's an ever uh, uh, occurring and transformative type of thing. Sure. Um, I'm not, I don't have the same um, thoughts of being a a black man that I did when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And now I'm 30 this year in December. So it's, 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 it's completely, it's completely changed. And I think also there are a lot of things that have like, kind of like informed everything else about being a a black man. I mean, there are certain parts where I'm like, this doesn't really work, but I still identify with being a a black man. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think so, I'll, I'll ask you there though. So like when you say that your ideas around what it means to be a black man have changed from where you were to where you are, what did that, what, <clears throat> what, what was it, what was it before and what do you think it is now? I think one of the fundamental things is that um, as uh, black men, we are not allowed or given the space to be as expressive Mm. or emotional about stuff if you even look at it from a historical perspective like nobody had time about you being busy crying like you gotta get your money you gotta Mm. make your family uh be in survival mode or be okay and everything else uh you are busy we're busy going through the struggle and you're busy here crying no one has time for that so bottle everything in uh and keep it moving and whatever other way is um kind of like an expressive tool which in many cases that i've seen is either through alcohol abuse or some kind of like substance um abuse then take that kind of way but i found that as the black man that I identify as, and a proud closer man, because I, there are things that I've taken from closer cultures that I'm like, yes, this is actually great. Mm. Um, the whole standing up on your own two feet, right. making a, a, a means to an end, um, being honest and being forthright and fighting for what you believe in. Those are like fundamental parts of me that I always carry. Mm. But of course, now I'm also including in it a little bit of, uh, like I said, my being more in touch with my supposed feminine side. Mm. And I have a problem with this whole thing of emotions being a feminine side type of thing, because I'm like, well, men have emotions too. So, okay. So how does, how does that work? So (laughs) it should just be subjected to women. Right. right. Why do um, we have to call it the, feminine? Why can't we just call it emotions? 
you know what I'm saying? Because it's a human thing. You're supposed to have emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And besides that, you're a mixture of masculine and fem- uh, feminine kind of like energy. Every human being is like that. Mm-hmm. So to actually kind of like divorce yourself from one side and just focus on the other can be very detrimental, not only to the kind of personality that you have and the t- type of person that you will be, but also to your psyche. It can be extremely traumatized. Wow. So we, I, I think for me, I've gotten to the place where as a black man, uh, yes, I'm proud of being black. I love being highly melanated. I think our people are super amazing and we are um, on some other level that we've somehow kind of like forgotten about, but mm. now we are reawakening ourselves to that into, truth. Yeah. To, to, to really kind of like foster that whole kind of idea that actually we need to transform everything from what we've been told, from what we've been informed, because situations were way different back then. But now we're living in different times and we need to either adjust or be left out. Mm, 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 yeah. mm. And I, I guess my, my final question to you, I mean, you've said so much that's been so inspiring, but my final question to you is what's your advice to the other people that are in the process of becoming I think the key advice is be patient with yourself. Really take the time to sit down, assess everything, Mm. and be patient with yourself. These things and the traumas that come up and the the challenges that you face and everything else, yes, they, they, they are there right there at that moment, but they are only coming to the fore so that you can actually solve them and move on from there on out to become a better version of yourself. So, the, like I said, the most fundamental thing I can say is be patient with yourself. Love mm. yourself. Mm. Know how to love yourself. Um, don't, don't be afraid to... Um, to really sit down and deal with whatever uh, emotions or whatever traumas that are coming your way or resurfacing or whatever challenges. And also just identify like certain people, whether it might be in family, it might be close friends, it could even be like a role model. Mm. Identify certain people, learn from their stories and then take that in and sit down with yourself so you can actually process everything else that is happening internally within you. So use that as a form of encouragement, as a form of um, getting to know yourself better and to edify and help you grow in the best way possible because that's the only way that you'll be able to reach your fullest potential. Wow, perfect. Thank you so much, friend. I really appreciate the fact that you agreed to do this. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic Tuesday, Choose Yourself. I hope that this interview has inspired you as much as it has inspired me. I know that I've, if anything, um, have been inspired to just be patient and kind with myself in my personal process of becoming. So thank you so much, Riley.